Thanks for joining us online today. We are really glad you're here. Core Church is a place of hope, healing, peace, and purpose. And if you don't have a church home, we'd love for you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. And if we can help you in any way through prayer or support, we want to encourage you to use the links that are in the description. Thanks for joining us, and we pray this message both encourages and inspires you. Well, good morning. Welcome. Really glad that you're here. For those of you who are new, my name is Eric, and I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm excited to be speaking this morning. And we are in a series right now called Prayer Under Pressure. One of our core practices is persistent prayer. And prayer is one of those things that is meant to be done continually, not just once, not just a few times, but persistently. That's why our core practice is called persistent prayer. And something that we've been saying each and every week during this series, I'd like for us to say this together. They're going to put it up on the screen behind me, but it says this, prayer is the answer for the pressure I'm under. Let's say that again together. We can do this. <laughs> prayer is the answer for the pressure I'm under. And during this series, we have been going through the 21-day uh, 21-day prayer challenge plan. Whew, it's a lot of Ps in one sentence there. And that's on you version. And that has been such an encouraging, encouraging devotional. And I encourage you to go through it with us. You can find that on you version. And if you don't have a Bible, I would encourage you to download new version or Bible Hub. I think either of those will be helpful to you. We've also got free Bibles and prayer guides in the lobby that'll help you as you make time for your daily devotions. And we've been also praying about our pressure points. We filled out these cards talking about the, the, the things in our life that bring us pressure. What did you write down? What have you been praying for? If you didn't get a chance to write down your pressure points and begin praying about those, I would encourage you to grab one of these cards. Uh, they're also in the lobby ready for you. And I think it's important that we take time to, to pray, not just about those, but to pray over those and to invite others into that as well. Today, we're gonna be in the Gospel of John. It is the fourth gospel in the New Testament. And what the Gospels are, for those of you who are new to Scripture, is they are written accounts of the life and the ministry of Jesus. And the Gospel of John is unique among the Gospels because of its emphasis on the miracles that Jesus performed and the emphasis on the divinity of Jesus, so God in the flesh. That's what makes this Gospel unique. And it was written by John, who was one of Jesus' disciples, and in John chapter 10, verse 1 through 5, it says this. And will you stand with me as we read God's word? John chapter 10, verse 1 through 5 says, I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters in through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Today, we're gonna talk about what it means to learn voice recognition. Let's pray. God, I thank you for today, this time we have to open your word. And I pray that as we look at this story and what it means for us to learn voice recognition, to recognize you speaking to us, that our hearts would be open to receive. 
And I pray that as we go about our day, as we go about our week, that we find these moments where we are recognizing you speaking to us. And I wanna say only what you want me to say, nothing more and nothing less. And everybody said, amen. amen. You could be seated. The truth is not recognizing what someone is saying is frustrating. And it can make you angry. It can get your blood boiling. I think some of us have things that just get our blood boiling, things that grind our gears. And one of those things for me is not being able to recognize what somebody is saying. And this is a struggle in life, specifically with toddlers. Toddlers speak a language that no other human on the planet speaks. And that language is called tiny talkish. That's the language that they speak. That's why whenever they're talking, you hear a little bit of English and then toddler talkish. It's, and and it, that's what makes it so difficult to recognize what they're saying. And you all know what I'm talking about. You were a toddler at one point and you went through this. You were, you were confident in what you were saying and you knew what you were saying, but everybody's looking at you with these blank stares and you got frustrated because you were the toddler trying to communicate a truth a point to your parents, to an adult, and they just were frustrated. Parents of toddlers, when your child says something, at least one of you knows what they're saying, but everybody else has no clue. Or maybe you're in a small group with toddlers and one of them comes up to you and says something and you're like, uh-huh, yeah, I got no idea what you're saying. And you're looking around for an interpreter. <laughs> Help me, what is this kid saying? To help us with this, we're gonna play a game. And I think that this game will help us as we head into the week of Thanksgiving when family is gathering. Maybe you're gonna have a nephew that is gonna talk to you. This game will help you understand to some extent what, what they're saying. And this is a keep your own score game. So this is all about honesty. I'm gonna trust that you're gonna be honest and transparent with your score. Keep track as we go along. And this, this game is really gonna help us. Here's what uh, I found on the internet. I found a list of commonly misunderstood phrases that toddlers say to parents or adults. Yes, that is a real list that is out there in the internet for us to enjoy. But the rounds get more difficult as we move on. And we're gonna start out easy. Round one, what are these toddlers saying? Can you recognize what they're saying? First word is passy. What could that mean? Yeah, yeah, pacifier, okay. Uh, next one. Owie, boo-boo, yeah, yeah, that's what I call it. Oh, you got a boo-boo? I still say that, my kids are teenagers. But yeah, it means like a, like a, like a boo-boo, like an injury, like, ow, I got hurt. What about this one? Nana, what could Nana mean? Banana, Banana. yeah, it could, could mean grandma, but most commonly used as a, as a fruit. Yeah, round two, okay, they're getting more difficult. Here we go. What does this one mean? Doo-doo. Blanket? No, 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 no. So you might think that this means potty, but this is actually most commonly used to describe bedtime, is what toddlers say when they want to go to bed. They want to go doo-doo. Hey, 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 I didn't write this list. The next one might make you happy. Let's look at this one. Potty. Okay, what does that one mean? Yes, that, that means go to the bathroom. Uh, you're all going to get this one. What's the next one here? Bomb-bomb. What does bomb-bomb mean? No. Come on. No. Giraffe chew toy. Come on. How did you not get that? Bomb bomb means giraffe chew toy. I mean, can't you see it? Okay, round three. 
In this round, every correct answer is worth five points. Okay, so this is, yeah, this is good. What's, what's this uh, first one here? Babagoo, what does babagoo mean? Oh, it got real quiet real quick. <laughs> babagoo means blanket. That's, uh, that's what they're saying. Next one, Mimi, what does Mimi mean? Yeah, yeah, grandmother, yeah, but actually the toddlers are referring to taking a nap or going to sleep. This is kind of what Mimi means. I want to take a Mimi, me too. Any parent, any parent in here of a toddler, I should have, I should have told you that this game could be kind of a trigger for you because it might like just maybe make you, make, make you twitch a little bit just because of the flashbacks of anger that you could, that you could have experienced. I know for me, I know this is a trigger in my own life because I have experienced this in my own life. My middle son, Zeke, he's sitting right over here. When he was about three or four years old, and I, I'm sharing this story with his permission. So when he was about three or four years old, I don't remember exactly why it was just the two of us at the house that evening, but it was. And I was like, bud, let's pop some popcorn. Let's watch a movie. Let's just enjoy some guy time together. What movie do you want to watch? Any movie, it is your pick. And he sat there and he smiled. And he said this, I want to watch the Yeago movie. <laughs> All right, Lego, you got it. I popped open the Lego movie. I put the Lego movie in. We're sitting there with our popcorn. He's watching the screen and then the Lego movie comes on and he's like, no. <laughs> I want to watch the Yeago movie. I'm like, that's what's on. I put on the Lego movie. You said, you said Lego movie, and I put on the Lego movie. He said, no, Dad, Yeago movie. That's what's playing. That's what's on the screen. The Lego movie is what is playing. This is what we are watching. And he says, no, Yeago movie. And for the next 12 minutes, we argued, and we shouted, and he started crying, and I started crying, and I just decided... This is the hill I'm going to die on. You said Lego. I put on the Lego movie. We're watching the Lego movie. And it still didn't satisfy him. He was saying something completely different. And it took me 12 minutes to realize I need to call my wife to figure out what he is saying because I have no idea. And so I called him and I said what he said and to my wife and then I gave Zeke the phone and he said what he said to me, to my wife, and then Zeke gave me the phone back with this look on this face like, this will clear things up. <laughs> and I talked to my wife and I said, what did he say? He said Lego movie, I put on the Lego movie. And she said, that's not what he said at all. He wants to watch Frozen. No, there is no way he said that he wants to watch Frozen. He said, Lego movie, and I put that on. And she said, no, he wants to watch Frozen. What he is saying is he wants to watch the Let It Go movie. Oh, yeah, let it go, let it go. Something's going to go, and it's going to be, oh, my goodness. Oh, Frozen, wanted to watch Frozen. All right, score time. Who got one or higher? Raise your hands. All right, yeah, we have Core Kids team members. They are walking in with forms that you can fill out. We will get you serving as early as next week. If you can understand what a toddler is saying, you are fit for ministry and Core Kids. Woo! Anybody get three or higher? Okay, all right. Five or higher? Anybody get one of the ones in the bonus? Oh, my goodness, okay. Anybody get eight or higher? You got, no, no, we'll put your hand down. 
Who got, who got six? Anybody get six? Dixie, you got six? Anybody get more than six? Dixie, you win the grand prize. And this is a Thanksgiving coupon. It entitles you to get out of any conversation about politics this week, or you can start one if that's your thing. So let's give Dixie a hand. How about that? Yeah. Get out of a conversation on politics. That's great. Oh, boy, I tell you what, that is all fun and games. But, man, the truth is not recognizing what somebody is saying is frustrating. And it can grind your gears. It can get you angry. And especially when it comes to faith, when it comes to our relationship with God, when it comes to learning voice recognition, I think something that every one of us would say is, I want to recognize when God is speaking to me. But how? How do I do that? And how do I know what God's voice sounds like? And maybe for you, it's forget recognizing I'm not even hearing God's voice. So what now? Or maybe for you, it can seem like a bunch of gibberish, like a toddler talking. You're in the right posture and position to hear from God, but you're like, it just sounds like toddler gibberish. What exactly are you trying to say, God? How do we recognize the voice of God in a world that is nothing but noise and static? A world that is after our attention and our focus, our world that pulls us from every direction and entices us to thing after thing. And not just the world, but an enemy, an enemy that scripture says is prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he will devour. We've got to remember that there is a very real enemy whose only sole purpose in life is to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy is sneaking over the wall. The enemy is in the pen. And if you aren't learning voice recognition, learning to recognize the voice of God among the voice of the stranger, you will be following a thief. You will be following a stranger. You will not be following the shepherd. And you might think, there's no way I would let the enemy sneak over the gate. There's no way I would let the enemy in the pen. There's no way I would follow the voice of the enemy I would recognize the difference. Would you? How do you know? How do you know you're not listening to the enemy? I don't think any of us would say that we want to follow the stranger over the shepherd. I don't think any of us would say that. So how can we learn, how can we learn voice recognition and follow the shepherd? How can we know the difference? So much is riding on this when it comes to our faith, when it comes to our life. How can we know the difference? Let's look back at the scripture. John chapter 10, verse three through five says this. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. When we were in Israel this year, we were in the middle of the Bedouin desert. It looked a lot like this. This is the picture that I took that was overlooking the valley where we were. I mean, just li literally in the wilderness, this is, this is where we were. But specifically, the area that we were in in this desert is known as a desert oasis. And this is what it looked like here because of, of the trees and of the shelter and the access 
that it has to water. I mean, it is literally an oasis in the desert because of the safety that it provides. And while we were there, we got to hang out with these Bedouins and we got to learn a little bit of what life in the desert looks like. And we got to do one of the coolest things I have ever done in my life. We got to herd sheep. Like in the middle of the Israeli desert, we got to herd sheep. We don't have that in America. We have sheep, but we don't have the Israeli desert and sheep in the Israeli desert. We're missing out on both of those things. It was incredible. And the group that we were with was a group of pastors and ministry leaders and our tour guide, his name was Ronan. And boy, he talked our group up. He just really encouraged us. He said that you are all leaders, pastors and shepherds. And so with that experience of ministering, of pastoring, of shepherding, of leading, lead these sheep out of the pen over to this tree right here, just like 30 feet away. And I was like, I mean, I felt confident. I felt resolved. I've been a pastor for 17 years. Every one of those years with middle school boys, this was my moment. (laughs) I am prepped. I am ready. And they opened that gate and it was chaos. I mean, those sheep scattered. They went everywhere. And I am tr- I'm moving around like this. I'm like, no, 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 no. Over here, over here, over here. Just like on a Wednesday night. Stop doing that. Do not put your head there. And the sheep are just running nuts. And I'm like, no. So I'm yelling, I'm shouting, I'm pointing, and I'm speaking in Hebrew. The only Hebrew word I knew is shalom. So I'm like, shalom, shalom. Which depending on how you use that word shalom, it can, mean, it can be like a hello greeting, a goodbye greeting, or it can mean the Lord bless you, which none of those are helpful when herding livestock. <laughs> but we're in Israel, they speak Hebrew. I was like, maybe the sheep will understand that. It was an absolute every meaning of the word failure. I mean, it was so hard. It should have, it, it needs to be included as a challenge that you have to complete in the Amazing Race TV show. Like it was incredibly difficult. And then what was really interesting is what happened next. The shepherd, he starts, he starts doing his thing. And this is the picture that I took of the shepherd doing his thing. He doesn't run. He's not trying to corral them like this. He's not shouting. He just slowly walks up, puts his hand up in the air, and we have a closer shot of him. Look at that. He's in front of the sheep with his hand up to get their attention, and he begins speaking to them. He begins calling the sheep by name and leads them where he wanted them to go. What a picture of Jesus like in the front, leading, calling us by name. He's not yelling, he's not shouting, he doesn't look like a fool. What a picture of Jesus. Literally, he was literally doing the exact opposite of what I was doing. He was calm, he was quiet, I was crazy, I was shouting, he was calling them by name, I was saying random Hebrew words. It's not a picture of Jesus, but this is calm, quiet, speaking our name, leading us on. They followed the voice of the shepherd. They didn't follow the voice of me. They didn't follow the voice of the stranger. And the question you might be thinking right now is, how do I tell the difference in the stranger who's sneaking over the wall, 
and the shepherd that loves me. I think there are three distinct ways that we can learn voice recognition. And I think that these can really, really help us distinguish the stranger from the shepherd. And just so you know, this isn't anything new, okay? This isn't anything original from me. This is in scripture and it has been taught and talked about for thousands of years. But I think these three things can really, really help us when it comes to learning voice recognition, when it comes to figuring out how to distinguish the voice of the shepherd from the voice of the stranger. What does that look like? How do we do that? In John 1.1, it says this, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. The word was God, which means that if the word was God, then God speaks through his word. So if you wanna learn voice recognition, the first thing to do, and I want you to write this down, and I want us to say this together, so let's say it together and then write it down, but get into God's presence. How to learn voice recognition. Get into God's presence. Get in the word and prayer. I promise you the number one way that God speaks is through his word. And if you are not in the word of God, you will not hear the voice of God you will hear the voice of the stranger. Get into the word and then pray. The word that encourages you, pray that. Pray the word over your, think about your pressure points. Think about the things that you wrote down, the things that are causing you so much pressure, feelings of being so overwhelmed. Don't just pray about the problem but pray the promises of God's word over that problem. I promise you that makes all of the difference. Don't just pray the problem, pray the promise. Whatever you wrote down, I promise you there is, there is a promise in God's word for each and every one of those pressure points. You find that in the word. The promises of God are in the word of God, in the presence of God. And that's why our core practice is called daily devotion because it is so important for us to daily be in God's word because that's what helps us follow and recognize the voice of the shepherd is, is daily hearing from him. Because when you're not in the word, you're listening to the voice of the stranger. You're overwhelmed, you're consumed. Things just feel chaotic. You have no answers because you're nowhere near the shepherd. But if you're in the word of God, when you focus on the promises, not the problems, it makes all the difference. And it, it, hear me on this, it doesn't mean that we pretend like we don't have problems. That's not what I'm saying. But when we begin to pray the promises instead of the problems, it changes everything. When I was in a season of my life where I was consumed by anxiety, desperate to fall asleep, I would just lay there and I'd be like, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, just consumed with anxiety. And I found a promise in scripture that I say to myself every single night before I go to bed. And if I wake up in the middle of the night, I say it again and I say it again and I say it again until I fall asleep. Psalm 4.8 says this, in peace I will lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. That was my promise. That was the voice of the shepherd, right? 
The voice of the stranger told me that it was always gonna be like this. I was always going to feel this way. I was always going to be consumed with this anxiety that kept me up at night. These nightmares that just plagued my sleep. But this, this promise, that was the voice of the shepherd. And that's what helped me learn the difference. So get into God's presence. Pray the promise, not the problem. And the second thing that you can do to learn voice recognition is this. Let's say this together. Get around God's people. Get around God's people. This is why our core practice is called godly friendships. When we are discerning the voice of God, it is critical to talk to a follower of Jesus that is praying for you and that is praying with you. This is what our small groups are doing throughout this season of this series is they are gathering together in their subgroups, men with men, women with women, and they are praying for each other and with each other about their pressure points. And they're not just praying about the problems that they wrote down, but they're praying promises over those issues, over those pressure points. That's what makes all the difference. We need those people in our lives. Pastor Brad talked about this last week. He said, Jesus didn't go it alone. And if Jesus needed people, I need people. And I want you to turn to somebody and remind them of that, encourage them and say, if Jesus needed people, you need people. I am so, so thankful for the godly friendships in my life that were praying God's promises over me when I was in that season of anxiety, that season of feeling overwhelmed, reminding me what was true, reminding me of the power of God, which scripture says can do infinitely more than we could ask, think, or imagine. Because I was thinking that it was always gonna be this way. I was thinking that things were never going to change, that I would always be anxious. And it was the godly friendships that reminded me and helped me recognize the voice of the shepherd. And because I'm in continual relationship with these godly friendships, it's something that continues to happen. These encouragements, these promises that they, they remind me of. A friend of mine texted me this week and said that you are the perfect person to raise your kids. But I needed to hear that. That was something that I needed to be reminded of, that God chose me out of every other option and said, no, this, this is the, the man that I need to, to, to father these children. Whew, that was something I needed to be desperately reminded of. That is why it is critical to be in relationship with God's people because they remind you of God's promises. So get around God's people. The third thing to do to learn voice recognition is this, and let's say this together. Listen for his prompting. Listen for his prompting. God is always speaking. Are you listening? Are you listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit? When you listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you find joy, you find contentment, you find confidence, you find peace. Does anybody need that? Man, I know I do. And what's so cool is when you respond to those promptings, not only are you encouraged, but other people are encouraged by it. That friend that texted me, what was that? That was a prompting from the Holy Spirit to connect with me to remind me of what was true. He was encouraged in that moment. I was encouraged in that moment. Why? Because he listened 
for the prompting. When you listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you are encouraged and other people are encouraged. And the way that you can learn the, to, to, to recognize and listen for the prompting of the Holy Spirit is to pray. Pray. Talk to God. Go on a walk. Take time to fast and seek God. Take time to just sit in his presence, to pray and listen to the prompting of the Spirit. And how do you know if something that you're hearing is from the Spirit? Later on in John chapter 10, verse 14, it says this, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. I am the good shepherd. So when you hear a prompting, ask yourself this question. Is what I'm hearing good? Is what I'm hearing good? If it's not good, it's not from the shepherd because I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Is what I'm hearing good? In Israel, when we were leading those sheep, well, when, we attempt, when I attempted to lead those sheep and I failed miserably, why, why was that such a failure? Why did that not work the way that I, th I thought that it would? Because I was the stranger and everything I was saying wasn't good. Everything I was saying was crazy. Nothing I said was helpful. Nothing I said was good, but the shepherd, the shepherd, what he was saying was good. And because what he was saying was good, the sheep recognized that and they followed him. They knew that he was good. They knew I was crazy. They knew I was just nuts. It's so important that we learn voice recognition. And we do that by getting into God's presence, by being in the word every day. Don't ever take a day off and pray. Seek God in prayer. Get around God's people and listen for his promptings. You can do this. You can learn voice recognition. You can distinguish the voice of the stranger from the voice of the shepherd. You can, you can do this. You can learn voice recognition. You will know his voice and you will know the shepherd. You will know the shepherd and the shepherd will know you. And not just, not just as an acquaintance, but he will know your name. He will speak your name. He will be out in front, calmly, quietly guiding and leading you on. Wow. You can know the shepherd and the shepherd will know you. You will know his voice. Will you pray with me? God, thank you for this story that we have to encourage us to show us what it means to learn voice recognition. That is a desire each and every one of us have is to recognize you speaking to us. Distinguishing the voice of the shepherd from the voice of the stranger. And maybe in this moment, God is asking you Get into his word. Commit to reading scripture every single day. Maybe today you need hope. 
Where do you feel lost? Where do you feel isolated? Where do you feel alone? Where do you feel scattered? Where do you need to be reminded of what is true? What kind of promise do you need? And maybe you need to get around God's people. If Jesus needed people, you need people. You can't go it alone. And so maybe that's the decision you're making right now is to commit to getting around God's people. Or maybe you need healing. Maybe you need to surrender something that you know isn't from the shepherd, something that you know isn't good, something that is, is leading you away from the rest of the sheep. And you need to surrender that. You need to lay down your life. And maybe for the very first time, you would say, I am going to follow the good shepherd. Or maybe that's a commitment that you, that you make again. No longer am I gonna be distracted. No longer am I gonna be pulled. No longer is the world, the enemy going to entice me. But I am going to follow the good shepherd. Maybe you need peace of your mind. There's something in your life that is just upside down. Peace is found in the promises of God. Or maybe you need purpose. You're tired of wandering aimlessly through life and you wanna follow the good shepherd. What is it you need to receive in this moment? What is it that you need to decide? What commitment do you need to make? Just take a moment. God, we thank you for the peace that comes from your presence. Thank you for the the decisions made, the commitments made, the things that have been received. And I pray that you would uh, just continue to be that good shepherd that's walking in front, speaking our name, and giving us hope. Amen. We hope this message today has encouraged and inspired you. If you don't have a church home, we'd love for you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. And if we can support you or encourage you or help you in any way, please use any of the links that are in the description. Thanks again for joining us online. We pray you have a great week.